EHH Productions presents KB Cabaret, an original variety show, with your host, Bree Harvey. Hi folks, welcome to KB Cabaret. My name is Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of this show. KB Cabaret is a calabaloo of original skits, songs, poetry, and short stories. What's Calabaloo, you ask? Magic, from a child's creative imagination. I was five when I coined that word, and it's been around my family ever since. The settings originate from my hometown, Parlor City. And the stories originate from people Names, who characters, are... places, and incidents either are products of the author's imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events or locales or persons, living or dead, is entirely coincidental. Thank you, Bonnie. That, folks, obviously was my lawyer. Starring my friends, the Parlor City Players, Judy McMahon, Bonnie DeForest, Charles Berman, John Carey, John Montgomery, and myself, Bree Harvey. Welcome to our town, welcome to Parlor City, where our friends come, come out to play. When neighbors don't leave, they stay and chat a while. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. This week on KB Cabaret, we feature all new comedy sketches, plus the music of Thoughts as Devices. Welcome to our town, to KB Cabaret. You heard them on the show. You've tapped your toes to their music. Now come and see them live as BHH Productions presents the first annual music and comedy festival of August 13th at Traditions on the Glen, Johnson City. You like food? We got food. Like to shop? We got vendors. Like music? Oh yeah. Come see Burns and Christie. Next to Kim. Andrew Bemis. Peaches and Crime. You know that the bills are getting higher and the young are getting older. It's a good, good thing. Red Merrill. A feather folded into pockets that you draw. My the Picklers. Milkweed. Well, I got a hotel room and a hotel lobby. A pull-out so And Clangtown Paramore. Tossing and twisting since 2 a.m. So I slipped out of bed. Live on stage. This summer. Sunday, August 13th. From 1 to 6 at Traditions of the Glen. Plus, see amazing comedy featuring our KB Cabaret players live. With special guests Tom Anzalone and the Queen Bee Comedians. Tickets on sale now. Just go to kbcabaret.com. That's kbkabaret.com. Save the date for the sensation of the summer. Music and Comedy Festival. Sunday, August 13th at Traditions at the Glen in Johnson City, New York. Mornings are a special time for me. 
My rituals are simple. A good cup of coffee, soft classical music, and a little daily feature in our local newspaper called Advice with Granny Ada. Dear Granny Ada, help! I don't know what to eat. I keep reading what I can and cannot eat, but now I'm so confused. I've tried slimming shakes, protein bars, low-fat, light, whole-grain, gluten-free, vegan, all-protein, short of wearing my mouth shut diets, and I'm still gaining weight. I have eaten once a day, six times, three times, but nothing works. It doesn't matter if I walk or if I sit. The calories are piling up, taking over my life. I am out of control, berserk, ready to wave a white flag and jump into the middle of an eight-layer chocolate decadent cake. What am I doing wrong? My doctors tell me I'm fine the way I am, but I know they are lying. Lying! I'll never be skinny. Never, never, never. Tell me what to do, Granny Anna. I am stuck at 5 feet 10 inches at 124 porco pounds. Show me the way. Sick and tired of being sick and tired. Dear sick, how delightful. Starving yourself into a lovely coffin. My dear, you are seeing the wrong kind of doctor. What you need is a good psychiatrist specializing in eating disorders and a dietitian. Your weight is just fine, dear. It's your mental image that needs a reality check. We unfortunately see ourselves in distorted ways, sometimes reaching back to our childhood where we still try to live up to certain family members' expectations. My advice to you, and anyone really, is to avoid the so-called diet foods. Eat wholesome, unprocessed products that are found in the parameters of your grocery store. Avoid the middle aisles. They are full of falsely marketed garbage, deliberately trying to confuse us into spending money for the promise of perfection. Hopefully, one day you'll learn to shed the victim mentality and grow into a more confident human being. Good luck to you, honey. And have a nice day, Granny Ada. Parlor City chef extraordinaire, Beulah Deschamps. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Ooh, what is this? Mmm, beautiful, delicious pineapples. I see that. You brought five. Well, that's because I, I can't get enough of this lovely exotic fruit. I see. I've made so many lovely dishes with this Hawaiian delicacy this past week. I, I, I will share two with you today. Okay. One is a lovely spicy pork with pineapple salsa. And the other? These wonderfully, wonderful pina colada popsicles. Oh, this has rum in it, doesn't it, Beulah? How did you know? Wild guess. <laughs> Here, I brought some for you. 
Here is one for now, and I'll put the rest in the freezer. Mmm. Mm. Oh, this is good, but very potent. There's a lot of love in that little old popsicle. A lot of rum, you mean? Well, my my hand may have tilted a little bit. Had a few of these? Oh, honey, if you have to count how many... <laughs> so, how is Stefan? Well, we are getting ready for his defense. I just don't understand how you can harbor a fugitive who stole your life savings. Allegedly stole my life savings. He told me the whole story, Bree. I believe Stefan is innocent. It was a total misunderstanding. That's what he told us. Well, I believe him. So where is the money from your savings? Well, he told me that he only had a little time to hide the money before Interpol had the police come. Uh-huh. Don't you see? He didn't take my money. He hid it. Well, did he tell you where? No, Bree, he did not. But I trust him. Well, at least you have that pretty pineapple brooch from him. I uh, know. I haven't taken it off since he gave it to me. I love the shiny rhinestones. It is quite sparkly. His trial mm. is scheduled for the end of the month. Right now we have to wait since he's under house arrest. So in the meantime... In the meantime, I have a household of men next door. My ex-husband asked our son Polly and his husband Bobby to stay with us too. Well, that's something. The four of them in your home? Why do you think I'm eating popsicles over here? Is that coming what from in the your world? house? Mama! Hey, I'm, Mama! I'm dialing 911. Hey, Mama! Again? Stay tuned for the continuing episodes of Beulah Deschamps, Chef Extraordinaire. fans we're here with another episode of a day in the life where each week we meet a celebrity and find out what they do all day today we're honored to have as our special guest prince charles heir to the british throne welcome to the show prince thank you you can call me charles oh wonderful so charles tell us what you do all day we americans really have no idea well, I have a charitable foundation that takes up some of my time, and there's my boys and now the grandchildren that need some looking after. And every Thursday afternoon, I go down to the stables for a polo match. But mostly I wait around. Wait around? Wait around for what? Well, you know. Um, no, I don't know. It's that elephant in the room that we Brits don't like to talk about. Sorry, I still don't understand what you're getting at. What specifically are you waiting around for? Oh, okay, I'll just come right out and say it. I'm waiting around for my mother to kick the royal bucket so I can become the King of England. There, I said it. I finally said it. Hallelujah! It's taken me 70 years, and it's like lifting a great weight from my shoulders. I'm free at last. Wow! And it happened right here on our show. Can you tell us exactly how one waits for his mother to die? What activities does that entail? 
Well, I walk around the castle checking my watch a lot. I scan the papers for news of any impending epidemics I might expose the old girl to. I even watch the sky for any wayward airlines and meteors that might come crashing down to Earth. It's got to happen someday, and maybe today will be the day. Oh, that's wonderful. I admire your positive attitude. I'm sure many of our viewers will see you as an inspirational role model as they wait for their own parents to snuff it. Can you offer them any advice? Hang in there. Those old codgers can only last so long. Your day of glory is coming, and the crown will soon be upon your head. What a motivational message. Oh, excuse me. I have to take this. It might be the coroner. <laughs> hello? Hello? Hello, Charles. Oh, hello, Mom. Is that any way to greet your mother and Queen? Sorry, Mom. How are you today? Not bad for a 91-year-old lady. Not bad? Does that mean there's some hope? Maybe a cold, perhaps? Some pneumonia developing? A spot of black plague? Come on, hurry up, Mum. I've been waiting to be king my whole life. <laughs> oh, Charles, you're such a court jester. You're still just my immature little boy. How could you possibly take on the duties of the crown? You couldn't even handle your own marriage. Oh, no, Mum, not this again. Oh, yes, Charles, this again. Let's not forget that you married Diana, the fairest maiden in the kingdom, and you screwed it up royally. I know, Mom. We've been through this a million times. She ditched you for John Travolta and JFK Jr. and that awful Dodie character. You don't have to remind me, Mom. And while she was traipsing around the world embarrassing me in the tabloids, those poor boys of yours grew up unattended. When are you going to rein in that rapscallion Prince Harry? He's just sowing his royal oats. Ha! At least Prince William seems to have turned out to be a respectable young man. Why don't you follow him as an example? He's my son. He's supposed to follow me as an example. Luckily, through my intervention, that never happened. I think we should just skip right by you and make William the king after my demise. No fair. No fair. I've been waiting my whole life. You're always trying to ruin my fun. Well, then, you'd better get onto the straight and narrow immediately. Put on some nice clothes and go to some charity event with that uh, new wife of yours. Uh, what's her name again? Camilla. Oh, yes, Camilla. Oh, she's nice enough, but she's no Diana. I know, Mom. I hear that every day of my life from every person I meet. Try not to embarrass me and the rest of the family, and maybe I'll consider croaking in time for you to enjoy a few brief years on the throne before William takes his rightful place there. Of course, in order for that to happen, you'll have to have the good judgment to die a quick and graceful death yourself. Yes, Mom, I promise. No more theatrics, young man. No, Mom, I promise. Good. Now, do you have anything else to say to me, Charles? Oh, come on, Mom. Don't make me say it right now. I'm on live television. Charles, say it this instant. Okay, Mom. Long live the Queen. Thank you, Charles. That means so much to me. Goodbye, Mom. Well, Charles, that was very enlightening. How often do you get those phone calls? Every day. Twice on Sunday. 
Well, I'll let you get back to your waiting around. I just have one last question. Yes? John Travolta? Ah! I'm very happy to have our two guests on our show today. Two out of three band members from the band called Thoughts as Devices. We'd like to welcome Mike Burrell and Greg D'Angelo to our show. Phil McGovern, the third band member, had to, well, he has to support these two guys. So tell me a little bit about the background. How did you get together? What is the story behind Thoughts as Devices? We weren't, like, nonstop together. Like, Greg would be in several projects, I'd be in several projects, and when we had time, we would get together. Then one day we would decide, oh, you want to do this more regularly? Which I can't even remember when that was. Yeah, I can't remember when that was. You play the drums. Mike, you play? I play uh, the dry guitar. The dry guitar. Which is a regular guitar with no effects, except I have an octave pedal that makes it sound like bass. But I don't do too many effects usually and phil plays the wet guitar or just lead guitar what genre do you use in your band i mean if you had a class classified under one specific category it would be alternative but if you're talking about what our influences are it's a bunch i learned how to play drums from queen so uh, i think it was roger taylor so he was my first influence then i moved to the dave matthews band and then carter buford was my main influence and then few years later, Buddy Rich. So I, I like jazz a lot. I also like the independent drummers like Dennis Chambers, Jojo Mayer. So kind of like funk. And then you have some drum and bass there. So I'm kind of all over the place. Uh, my influences back when I was young in Long Island, uh, when I was a toddler up to, you know, seven or eight, my mother listened to Motown. She may have had uh, a lot of R&B and Soul Train sort of things, but also maybe a couple Beatles records, uh, uh, Elvis Presley and a few other things and a lot of gospel. And then when I got to Vestal and started hearing FM radio up here in Binghamton, New York, which oddly enough, is sometimes very similar to the way it was way back when, but that's a different topic. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, I was very into Paul McCartney and Wings and Stevie Wonder, Prince, Michael Jackson, the Beatles. And then when I became a teenager, I started getting into alternative music and rock, like, you know, some Pink Floyd, Echo and the Bunnymen, Kate Bush, The Cure, R.E.M., stuff like that. And then as I got even older, instead of just growing old gracefully, I started getting into electronica and drum and bass and, you know, uh, dubstep, all sorts of stuff as as you get going, just to keep fresh and not sound old and dry and boring. The first song that we're going to be hearing is called Personality D. I love the title of this, Personality D. Tell me a little background about it. What made you write this song? Well, that's kind of like a power pop influence song, like one melodically that might be influenced by Paul McCartney and Wings, Jellyfish, 
or Weezer or those sort of bands that have interesting, the craze, they have interesting ways of putting uh, melody together. The Beatles did it kind of, where it was kind of happy and sad and weird mixed together, I guess, for the time. But it was it's a song based on not the disorder personality D, but... Uh, like a question which personality are gonna are you gonna use today and and I have some friends that have gone through uh, depression or self-doubt and things like that and sometimes when you hang out with them alone they're really strong and assertive and really funny and then when they're around other people or have a challenge perform they tend to kind of duck back and and kind of give up so the song is kind of based on being into that aspect of the personality of the person that's strongest and at the same time the other meaning is is it's weird being in relationships with people you barely know but you have no choice but to go into these relationships you're kind of dragged into them as our video shows on youtube for the song you, you kind of get dragged into these relationships that you're not sure about but you have no choice but to go into them and so a lyric from the song says i don't know why i trust you but somehow you understand me. It's a combination of those friends talking to us that we're trying to support and a combination of that with us not being so sure of all the weird relationships around us, but you're human and you need them. So it just depends on what personality is going to be used, the public one or the home one. And that's what that song's about, a rock power pop sort of song.
Senate committee, Mr. Secretary. Now, can you tell us what happened at your meeting with the president? Well, Senator, it would not be appropriate for me to comment on a private meeting with the president that I had. And I'm rather offended that you even asked. Don't get all huffy with me, Mr. Secretary. You do realize you're under oath, right? Of course. But still, you have no right to... Okay, I'll just have to ask the question a different way. You and the president were discussing Russia, weren't you? Poppycock. I'll not have you casting aspersions on our great president, not to mention my esteemed self. Very well, Mr. Secretary. I didn't want to do this, but you've left me no choice. I have here in my hands a package I received from WikiLeaks that contains a video recording of your meeting with the president. And now I shall play it in front of the committee and the nation. Wait just a minute, Senator. You have no right to reveal the contents of that video. My constitutional rights are being violated, and I protest vigorously. You force my hand, Mr. Secretary. What will your fellow Americans think of you when they find out that you and the president were discussing comedy? <laughs> comedy? What a laugh. I deny it. You can't deny it. It's all right here in shocking living color. You were talking about comedy. No. Yes, comedy. Can you believe it? A presidential discussion about comedy when there are so many serious issues facing our country? Aren't you ashamed, Mr. Secretary? Well, uh, you see, uh, let me explain. And not only that. Hold on to your seats, folks. This will be brutal. You and the president were watching humorous YouTube videos and laughing out loud at them. Oh, no. I, I am so embarrassed. That's all you have to say for yourself? You're embarrassed? Well, so am I. And so is every decent patriotic American who's appalled at the way you and the president have desecrated the Oval Office with comedy. What's your explanation? We were just getting ready for the festival. Festival? What festival? The Music and Comedy Festival, this August 13th at Traditions in the Glen in Johnson City, New York. There'll be music and comedy. No, say it's not true. Oh, it's true, all right. Comedy here, comedy there. There'll be comedy everywhere. Wouldn't you people like to see some comedy? Uh, hold on there just a minute, Mr. Secretary. No, I'm not going to hold on. You brought it up yourself, Senator. At the festival, you can see KB Cabaret Live celebrating their 100th show. 
and a whole gaggle of guest comedians along with sketch comedy group Moose Pie, all topped off by the comedy headliner Tom Anzalone, not to mention a variable cavalcade of musical acts. Now that's what I call a music and comedy festival. A music and comedy festival right here in our own backyard? What's the world coming to? It's coming to Traditions at the Glen in Johnson City, New York on Sunday, August 13th from 1 to 6 p.m. See you there, Senator. Is this on? Okay, good. Hi, this is Midge the Poodle, and this is my segment called The World as I See It. For a long time now, being a poodle, I've honestly suspected that I'm not like other dogs, or even a, a real dog for that matter. It has bothered me all of my 13 something years. Um, so today is my guest. I have invited a good friend of mine uh, and a doctor of Poodle Heritage Studies, Arnold Schleppfeld, uh, to discuss the nature of the Poodle and why we aren't like other dogs. Arnold, welcome to my segment called The World as I See It. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Midge. It's nice to be here. May I say you look quite lovely today. Thank you, Doctor. I I just came back from the dog groomers. You mean poodle groomers? Well, no. Actually, there are other dogs there. There are dogs, and then there are poodles. Well, yeah, but there were... Shh, shh, shh. Do not argue with a doctor of poodle heritage, my dear bouffant beauty. Well, I wasn't arguing. I I was just saying that the groomer takes all breeds. You see, my dear, we may have the appearance of a dog walking on all fours, barking, having superior olfactory lobes, but it is merely because we come from the same prehistoric gray wolf ancestry. But the fact is that a poodle could not fend for themselves in the wild. To entertain such an idea would be ludicrous, my dear. (laughs) Well, Dr. Arnold, I must confess, I do have instincts to growl and and show my teeth once in a while. Ah, but that sensitive nose, those dainty manicured paws. And then there have been times when I lunge after a chipmunk or a squirrel. Ah, but you, my dear, are more in the to-be-served category. You are a princess. You need to be pampered. Let me pamper you, Mitch. Uh, uh, Doctor, you're making me feel uncomfortable. Stop sniffing! Hey, hey, look at Buddy. I'm no princess today. Take, take that! Oh, 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 my velvet goddess! My dear, you're lovely when you're mad. So fetching! Fetching? Fetching? You don't know me, Doctor. I fetch for no one. No one, you hear me? Oh, what a poodle! Get out of here, Doc. I may be a poodle breed, but I'm a dog. A dog, you hear me? Let me take you out to a nice dinner or a ball game. That's all I want. Don't go against nature's instincts. You're a poodle. You must like that. Well, I, I do. I, I do like to go out to dinner in a game. 
But no hot dogs, buddy. I only go for ball game franks. Franks it is. All beef with mustard and relish. But of course. Anything for such a glorious creature. One more crack like that, bud. My apologies to you, dog, you. Much better. Now, may I fetch your leash? Okay. And while you're at it, fetch my blanket. It may be a nippy night. Here you are. Good boy. Good boy. I like this next song called Make Things Inevitable. This was written by all three of you, actually, uh, Mike, Phil, and Greg. Tell me a little bit about what made you motivated to write Make Things Inevitable. It's almost like it's trying to provoke and evoke and get people to move forward and do something that they want to do at the same time that it's talking about things that we and ourselves have always wanted to do that we've decided not to do or we slowed down on or we haven't pushed for whatever reason. And it's kind of like a call to make things inevitable. And it, it could be like, again, it could be socially, it could be personal, it could be political. And like in politics today, you have a lot of people pretending they're, you know, I'm a Christian, though, whether or not people know, you know, uh, that's to be seen. But, you know, I don't necessarily have songs that uh, show that I'm a Christian, but you have a lot of people who are politicians that go out there and say that they're Christians and talk about Jesus and they're evangelists, but then they'll make up lies about their political opponents. And it, it's like a phony innocence, and that's kind of how the song starts. It says, phony innocence isn't heaven sent. And at the same time, it says no one wants to be questioned for their deeds. And it's kind of like that same thing where everyone is trying to wonder who's how Muslim, how Christian, how do you love me this much? Are you really this loyal? Are you a friend? Are you this, that, and the other? So you got to do your own thing and pull yourself up and help pull up other people that want to be pulled when you're pulling.
love our parents. We know we can't kill them. So that's why we write comedy. KB Cabaret presents The Dysfunctionals. Do you think these shorts are too short? No, of course not. Believe me, if they were too short, I tell you, I protect the integrity of my wife. Why, I expect no less, dear. Thank you. It's just, I feel self-conscious. Well, you shouldn't. You lost a lot of weight, hon. You look great. Well, not that you didn't look great before. <laughs> you know. <laughs> nice cover. Hey, you never be too careful. Oh, my gosh, this place looks so dangerous. It's not dangerous at all, Mother Ruth. It's a marina. It has very big boats. And look at that huge machine. That machine hauls the boats in and out of the water. Well, it looks dangerous. So, Howard, when are we going out? I just filled the tank up with gas, so when we're all aboard the boat, we'll be ready to launch. Well, then let's go. Let's get this boating over with already. I don't want to go. We drove over an hour to get here and go boating, Ruth. Either stay in the car or get in that contraption. Fine, fine. You don't have to be so rude. Do you want me to get the lines, honey? As soon as I start the engine. What are you doing, Stanley? What does it look like I'm doing? I'm helping Howard with the rope. You stay in the boat, Stanley. I don't want you falling in. No one's going to fall in, Ma. We've done this hundreds of times. Your father is going to fall in. I know it. Stanley, no! Ruth, will you stop yelling? You almost made me fall in. No one at the marina is yelling. Tell your parents to stop making a scene or they're going to have to leave. Ma, Dad, please. You're making a scene. This is embarrassing. You're an idiot. I'm not yelling. I'm telling your crazy mother to shut her trap. You take that back, Stanley. I'm just scared you'll fall in. Alice, I've started the motor. Oh, gosh. Coming, Howard. Please, stop it, you two. Get the back line. Oh, she's going to fall in. Please, Mother Ruth, be quiet. You have to concentrate. What did he say to me? He said, shut your trap, Ruth. Good, Alice. The wind's blowing the back of the boat away from the dock. You have to jump on the front. Okay. It's a good thing I lost all this weight. I wouldn't have been able to do this. Ah! Oh, my God! She's hanging off the boat! The world! My leg got caught in the railing. Ow! Hang on, hang on. She's going to fall in my baby's Stanley, get her to pipe down, will you? Shut up, Ruth! Am I the only one who cares? Am I the only one who sees my daughter hanging off the side of the boat, fighting for her life? How can the two of you be so worthless? Hang on, honey. I'm doing the best I can, Howard. I mentioned the boat towards the dock. Hurry up, I'm starting to lose my grip. my baby! Ruth, so help me, I'm gonna clobber you if you don't pipe down. Okay, honey. I'm by the dock oh, now. She's going to be <laughs> Slowly lower yourself and sit down. Okay. All right. I'm good. All's fine. I'm good. Is she alive? Yes. Yes, you can stop crying now. Howard, why are you turning off the engine? I'm good. You don't have to abort our plans. Uh, you know, I'm glad you're okay, honey, but frankly, I don't have the stomach to go boating today. But we If you want to find me, I'll be at the bar. 
What's wrong with him? They're all idiots, you know that? Hey, Howard, wait up. Let's get plastered, son. This day may have potential yet. And so our saga ends again for now. But join us next time for The Dysfunctionals. Hi, this is Mr. Crank. And you know what's causing me heartache and misery this week? It's watermelons. Yeah, that's right, watermelons. Watermelons? Really? I think the cheese is slipping off your cracker, Mr. Crank. How could anyone not like watermelons? That's un-American. Yeah, you know, Mr. Crank, ordinarily I'm a big fan of yours, but this time you've gone too far. I'm out of here. I'll find someone else to listen to. As usual, all my fair-weather fans are jumping up and down, wetting their diapers without thinking through all sides of the issue. I like to taste a watermelon just as much as the next guy. Yeah, there's nothing better on a 90-degree, humid summer's day than biting into a nice, juicy, pink piece of watermelon. It's a rite of passage for every American child. Right. So what's your beef, Mr. Crank? I'm headed to the store right now to get a big, fat watermelon for the weekend that will satisfy my whole family and a few of the neighbors. What have you got against that? Listen up, sports fans. Here's the problem. Remember back when we were all young whippersnappers sitting outside eating a big, juicy slice of watermelon? Remember what else we used to do with watermelons besides eat them? Toss the rinds into a big pile in the backyard to attract flies? Let the juice drip down your chin and your arms until you made a big mess of your clothes that Mom had to clean up? Yeah, that was all fun stuff to do with watermelons. But you're missing the big one. Don't you remember watermelon seed spitting contests? Oh, oh yeah, whoa, right. Oh, so fun. <laughs> yeah, now you remember. Every watermelon piece was loaded with those big old black seeds that were gigantic enough to choke a horse. You couldn't ignore them, and you couldn't eat them, so there was nothing else to do except spit them out as far as you could spit. Remember that day at the family picnic back when you were 12? Hey, Johnsy, I bet I can spit further than you. No way, Jenny. I'm the champion watermelon seed spitter in this family. Horse hockey, I can spit you into the dust. Okay, I'll show you. Line up here, and on the count of three, spit. Ready? One, two... One, two, three. Three. <laughs> oh, see? I beat you by a mile. Let me try again. Just stay right there so you can see how far I can spit this time. Ready? One, two, three. Hey, you spit the seeds right down my shirt, you creep. You jerk! You poopy butt! <laughs> right down your shirt. What a great shot. You want me to get it out of there for you? Get away from me. I hate you! I'm better spitter than you anyway. You are not. I won. You got beat by a girl. Watch yeah, this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Ah, the good old days. Yeah. Let's get some watermelon. Go outside and have a spitting contest. Hold on to your seeds, kids. This is what I've been trying to tell you. There won't be any more watermelon seed spitting contests this year. Why not, Mr. Crank? Have either of you looked inside a watermelon lately? What are you I talking about? I can't think no. so. No. Yeah. What's so here? Happening? Here, let me show you. I'll just cut this watermelon open. There. 
What do you see? Pink watermelon. Anything else? No, nothing else. Something missing? Hey, where are the seeds? Yeah, those big old black seeds that were giant enough to choke a horse. What happened to them? Now you're getting it. Those big old black seeds are gone. They've been genetically modified and biologically engineered and organically altered right into extinction. They screwed up the watermelon's DNA beyond all recognition. And the next thing they're coming for is your DNA. No, boo, whoa. Actually, it looks like there's some tiny little white seeds in there. Right. There's some tiny little white seeds in there. Try having a watermelon seed spitting contest with those. That's pretty lame. We're sorry we got mad at you, Mr. Crank. You're right the whole time. I'm always right, kids. I wish I wasn't, but the world is spinning out of control in the wrong direction, and there has to be someone around to make sure we don't all fall off. Makes me so mad I could spit. Yeah, oh, let's, let's spit. spit. Ooh, a speed spitting contest. Yeah. Our final song selection for the band Thoughts as Devices is called Someone's Going Down. Great title. We we'll want to hear a little bit more about it. Before we do, I just want to thank all of you for being on our show. Um, Mike, what motivated you to write Someone's Going Down? It's like about these love relationships in which two people, they can't live apart, but they're finding it so hard to live together, together but they just can't live apart, but they just can't live together. So it's about uh, one person wants to go one way in the morning and the other person wants to go the other way, and then they start getting on each other and you want to find out which one's going to win, who's going down, almost like a fight. Mm-hmm. And it even makes a... a, a, a a comment about a, there's a lyric that refers to like remember how they have like Siamese twins and people can join twins and a parent would have to make a tough choice if they have to pick one or the other and I was making that sort of parallel in a love relationship too someone's going down who's going down which one which one's going to give up who's going to lose adrenaline who's going to get the adrenaline whatever have you so it's one of those push pull songs again Again, thank you for being on our show today, Mike, Greg, and say hi to Phil for us. We will have their website linked onto the podcast notes for you to review and find them on Facebook, the cloud, and iTunes. Our YouTube channel would be youtube.com slash thoughts as devices. Same thing with soundcloud.com thoughts as devices, facebook.com slash thoughts as devices. Thanks again for being on our show, guys. Let's hear the song. Someone's going down. Yeah. Someone's going down. 
toes to their music. Now come and see them live as BHH Productions presents the first annual music and comedy festival on August 13th at Traditions on the Glen, Johnson City. You like food? We got food. Like to shop? We got vendors. Like music? Oh yeah. Come see Burns and Christy. Picklers. 
milkweed. Well, I got a hotel room and a hotel lobby, a pull-out sofa and a Wangtown Paramore. Tossing and twisting since 2 a.m. So I slipped out of bed. Live on stage. This summer. Sunday, August 13th. From 1 to 6 at Traditions of the Glen. Plus, see amazing comedy featuring our KB Cabaret players live. With special guest Tom Anzalone and the Queen Bee Comedians. Tickets on sale now. Just go to kbcabaret.com. That's kbkabaret.com. Save the date for the sensation of the summer. Music and Comedy Festival. Sunday, August 13th at Traditions at the Glen in Johnson City, New York. Well, folks, that's all for today's show. I'd like to thank all of our guests for being on KB Cabaret. I'm always awed with the amazing talent out there. Thank you to my hardworking crew, co-workers, and actors John Kerry, John Montgomery, actors Junie McMahon, and Bonnie DeForest. My amazing sound engineer and actor, newlywed, Charles Berman. His assistant, Valentine Monfuega. My music engineer, David Rice of Basement Studios, who <laughs> makes me sound better than I am. And a special shout-out to Christina Dilnella, who plays one mean piano and now works in musical theater in New York City. Of course, a special thank you to you, dear KB Cabaret audience, for stopping by and listening to our show. We certainly couldn't do this without you. If any of you have a hankering to write or sing for our show, contact me, Bree Harvey, through the show submission page. Let me see what you've got. And sponsors, you want your name heard by over 150,000 listening audience members all over the country and as far as Australia? <laughs> Hello, mates. Then KB Cabaret is the place to be. Just give me a shout-out on kbcabaret.com. That's K-B-K-A-B-A-R-E-T dot com. I'm Bree Harvey, head writer and producer of KB Cabaret. See you next week on the radio. Thank you for coming, coming to stay a while. Thank you for coming to spend some time. We love to have you and share our parlor city. Come back again now to KB Cabaret.